One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about how to build a healthy relationship with money. of mastermoney.co and today on the personal finance podcast we're going to be talking about how to build a healthy relationship with money if you have any questions hit me up on instagram or tiktok at mastermoneyco and follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. and if you want to help out the show leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I can't thank you guys enough for leaving those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It truly does mean the world to me. And if you're interested, check us out on YouTube. We have some fresh content on YouTube that we put out as well at Master Money on YouTube. Now today, we're going to be talking about something very important. We're going to be talking about how to build a healthy relationship with money. And the reason why you want to build a healthy relationship with money, a lot of it is apparent. Some of it may not be apparent because what you really want to be doing is having that money psychology dialed in. And once you have your money psychology dialed in, it's going to help you have a better relationship with money. And for a lot of people, money can be a major stressor in their life. It can be something that's extremely stressful. It creates anxiety and it has a lot of issues for them over time. And this can be from a number of things. It can be from your upbringing, how you were brought up, maybe Every time you had a light that you left on in your room, you got screamed at because a light was left on saying, 
do you think money grows on trees? That's an issue. And it helps build the wrong relationship with money. And there's a lot of things in your upbringing that can make your relationship with money either bad or good. But there could be a number of other things as well. We're going to talk about some of those things in this episode today as well. But having a good relationship with money will allow you to do a few things. First of all, you're going to become happier. Because having a good relationship with money reduces that stress. It reduces that anxiety. But in addition, having the confidence to know that you're doing the right things with your money and you have the right mindset in place with your money is absolutely amazing. If you've never felt that feeling because you've been stressed or anxious, we want to change that here on this podcast. That's part of our goal is to help you reduce or eliminate that stress and anxiety. Because once you have a good relationship with money, it goes completely away. It's gone. Poof. But understanding how to do that is a step-by-step process. And guess what? If you have felt stressed, if you have felt anxious about money, this can be solved because this is a skill that can be built up over time. And as you build your confidence up, you're going to become happier and happier within your life. Now, it's not going to solve all of life's problems. Absolutely not. Obviously, life's going to throw things at you. But it's going to make things a lot easier if you have a good relationship with money. In addition, it's going to give you clarity with your money and clarity with your goals. Because if you have clarity with your money, you know where you're going. You know what you want to do. Specifically, if you have clarity with your money and you know you want to retire at X age and you're on track to do that, that's an extremely fulfilling thing to do. That motivates you to pursue what you want in life. And if you can do that, let me tell you how amazing that feels. It's absolutely incredible. In addition, it provides security. We all need to feel secure and money helps provide security within your life. So that is self-care. It helps provide security within your life. When you feel secure, when you feel safe, everything changes for you for the better because your confidence goes up. Everything in life gets better because you feel secure. And like we said, the last one is it reduces stress. It reduces anxiety, which is what we want to do for you guys. We want to teach you as much as we possibly can because that is the outcome that's going to happen here. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to be able to build generational wealth for you and your family. And we want to help as many of you do this as possible. Step by step, we're going to walk through the process on exactly how to do that. Now, before we dive into some of the things that you can take action on, I want you to kind of recognize what type of money person you are. Now, this can morph over time. This can change over time. But I want you to think through yourself and say, what type of person am I? This is important to know. I know myself and I have morphed drastically over time. And I'll explain that in a second here. So the first one would be a spender. If you spend a lot of money, you know you spend too much money. Maybe you spend more than you make, then you would qualify as a spender. Or if you spend the majority of your money, you're only saving 5 or 10% of your income and investing those dollars, then you know you're spending too much money. Now, this could be one of two reasons, one of which is you don't make enough money, which we teach on this podcast all the time, that increasing your income is the catapult to build wealth. So you want to focus your time on increasing that income. But if you don't make enough money, then that's something you want to increase. But it could also be you make plenty of money and you spend all of those dollars. There's plenty of doctors, lawyers, athletes out there that are completely broke who make a ton of money but they spend all of their dollars. Then there's what are called the misers. And the misers are people who are always in fear of not having enough money. They're always in fear of where their next dollar is going to come from. And they never feel like they're in control. And they're always uncomfortable. They're always anxious. They're always stressed. And these are people who are extremely frugal. I mean, extremely frugal, but people who just hoard every single penny and they don't know what to do with it. Then there's money haters. And money haters are people who just think money is the root of all evil. They think money can't do anything for anyone. It's the only evil thing that's out there. And they detest money. They detest people who actually think about money or talk about money or wherever else. And then there's the money seekers who all they think about is making money. All they think about is getting after money. All they think about is doing things to make more money. Now, 
out of these four things, a lot of you might be a hybrid of these things. Let me tell you, I used to be a hybrid. I used to lean towards being extremely frugal, which we call misers here, but I used to lean toward being extremely frugal when I first started out. And now I'm getting closer to becoming a spender. The older I get, I like to spend more money for a lot of reasons. We've talked about some of those reasons in the past, but one of the reasons is for convenience. When you have two little kids, you're running multiple businesses, you have a lot of things going on, you want to spend more money on convenience. So I spend a lot more money than I used to. And that's morphed over time. And this can morph over time for you as you grow and understand how to build wealth and you understand how money works and understand that money is there to bring joy. You don't always have to think of money as something that you have to go after every single time because money is there to create freedom for your life. That's what we talk about all the time. Money is a tool to create freedom. So you could be a hybrid of one of these methods, but understanding which one you are is important because you're going to know how you're going to react to situations when they come about with your money. And let me tell you, out of this list, there's no wrong way to be. It's, it's what you want out of life. It's what you want to get out of life. There's nothing wrong with any of these things, but just understanding if you're to the extreme on any of those items, then you're most likely not happy and you're not fulfilled. And so getting yourself into the hybrid between some of those, and if you have a little bit of each, or if you just have a couple of those, you're most likely balanced. But getting closer to having that balance is what we want you to do. So the next thing we're going to talk about is how to assess if you have an unhealthy relationship with money. There's three questions you want to ask yourself, and we'll talk about that in one second. All right, so we're going to talk about the three questions to ask yourself to assess if you have a healthy relationship with money or not. And the first one is, how do you feel when you check in on your money? So when you check in on your checking account or your savings account, now I'm not talking about investment accounts because that's something you can't control over time. The only thing you control within your investment accounts is how much you continuously put in and you can control if you just leave the money in there and let it grow over time. But I'm talking about your checking and savings account. Does that bring you a ton of stress to have to check that every single time thinking, I don't know how much money is in here. Maybe I don't have enough money in here. Maybe my bills overtook all of my money. I'm not going to have enough money left over. If that stresses you out, when you check on your finances, you want to make a couple of adjustments. You want to make a couple of changes. Now, there's studies out there, and the studies indicate that most people only check their checking or their savings account when they think there's going to be good news in there. They want that dopamine hit when they check their account. So typically, it's on payday, or it's when something drastic is happening in their life. Maybe they get a tax refund. But studies show that majority of people only want to check their accounts when good things are happening, which is completely understandable, because why you want to go look up bad stuff? But Here's a tip I'm going to give you on this. If you dread looking at your accounts specifically, I'm not talking about your investment accounts. This is a different thing when we talk about our investment accounts because we want to look at those less and just automate everything. When we're talking about our checking and savings account, it's not something you have to check every single day. If you don't have a budget, the more frequently you check it, the more you'll stay on top of your finances. That way you can make minor adjustments when things happen. Instead of waiting two or three weeks and all this stuff happened between that time frame and you can't make adjustments because it's already over. What you can do is adjust how much you're spending if you've overspent a little bit. You can adjust how much you're spending and do it that way. That way, you don't have to keep a budget. I know most people don't want to keep a budget. Let's get real. Most people don't want to keep a budget. So the way to do it is to save off the top and then spend what is left over. But the only way to spend what is left over is to kind of stay on top of what you are doing every single day. So just check them more frequently because... It allows you to get a better grasp of where your money is going so you can make those small changes. Don't ignore your accounts, especially if you're not keeping a budget. If you're keeping a budget, rely on your budget. You don't have to worry about looking at your accounts. But if you don't have a budget, look at your accounts more frequently, specifically your checking and your savings. The second question to ask yourself, what do you tell yourself about money? See, a lot of people in their head have these money scripts, whether you know it or not, to define your relationship with money. 
And you can compare money to a relationship. Just like thinking constant negative thoughts about a relationship with a partner will destroy that relationship, thinking negatively about money will have a similar impact. See, money, and I talk about this all the time, money is extremely psychological. You have to be able to withstand a lot of things to be really good with your money. And if we tell ourselves that money is the root of all evil or money and wealth is greed or that you don't deserve money for whatever reason, imposter syndrome, whatever you feel inside, it does not help with your relationship with money. And let's get real. Most problems are way easier to solve when you have some money to throw at them. But all the money in the world is not going to solve your problems. I want you to understand that. So you need to develop a healthy mental relationship with your money as well. You need to have that balance in place. And that's why we talk about figuring out what your money personality is. How do you spend your money? What do you typically do with money? How do you think about money so that you can understand yourself? And if you need to make small tweaks to make yourself more balanced, then you can work on that. This is something that can be developed over time. And the third question you want to ask yourself, and this is a big one. This is a big one for a lot of people, specifically in the social media age. How does other people's money make you feel? So when you see people with more money than you, do you feel envy? Do you not care? Does it not bother you because you just want to be friends with that person? Or do you really want that thing that they have? Because this can be a problem for a lot of people. And what happens here is if you feel that feeling, if you feel like I want exactly what they have, I want that boat, I want that car, I want that big house, I want exactly what they have every time your friend or your family member gets something new. What happens here is it causes you to potentially overspend. Now, obviously, if somebody has something you want that you've always wanted for a long time, it's human nature to want that thing. But if somebody buys like a brand new Mercedes and you've never wanted a Mercedes in your life and then all of a sudden you see this Mercedes and now you want a Mercedes, there's no reason for you to feel that way. So you got to figure out how to conquer those temptations and not think about stuff like that. We're going to talk about keeping up with the Joneses here in a second as well, because I think it's something that's incredibly important. And a lot of people feel this way and nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about how they actually feel this way, but the majority of people feel this way. I'm guilty of it. People I've talked to are guilty of it, and people you don't even think about that would think this way are guilty of it. Everybody's a little bit jealous of what other people have, specifically if it's something nice that they've wanted for a long time. But if you have too much envy over every single little thing that comes into play, that could be completely destructive for your financial life. So you have to understand how to tailor that down and how to temper it down so you have a healthier relationship with money. You don't want to be envious of everything. And if you're extremely materialistic, there's nothing wrong with wanting material things because money is there to bring you value. If you spend your dollars on material things, I don't care if you buy designer purses all day long. If that's what you like, if that's your thing, and you have enough money to do so, go for it. More power to you. But at the same time, I want you to understand that if you're envious of every single person, you want what they have, it's not going to help you in your financial life. It's not going to help you build wealth whatsoever if you're envious. Look for what you're interested in. Look for what you want and develop a plan so that you can buy those things to bring joy within your life. Now, if you've listened to these three questions and you find yourself feeling some type of way then let's strengthen your relationship with money together because this is something that can be changed. This is something that you can help develop over time. If you're not happy with your relationship with money, this is something that you can work on over time. It's actually a skill to become good with money. It's a skill to have a good relationship with money. And it starts with financial education and understanding how this works so that you can take the next steps to improve your relationship with money. So let's take action and figure out how we can improve our relationship with money. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers, and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M-O-N- A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash P-F-P for your extended 30-day free trial. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, N.A., or Stride Bank, N.A., members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. 
So the first thing you want to do is understand what money is. I want to break this down as simple as possible because all money is, it's just a tool. That's it. It's a tool that you use to bring freedom, to bring joy, to bring improvement into your life. That's what you want money to be there and how it should be utilized. Money is not everything. It does not define who you are. Don't let it define you. Don't let it get you down. It has nothing to do with your self-worth. So if you're a person who thinks through money and says, I think money is my self-worth. A lot of people think that way, and that is absolutely not true. The majority of people have so much value to bring to the table, and they just have to unleash that value so that they can help people out or that they can bring value into this world, and money is not one of those things. Let me explain that right now. This is coming from the finance guy. Money is not one of those things that contributes to your self-worth whatsoever, and if that's you, we're going to work on that. Do not let it get you down. Do not bash your self-worth because of money. There are so many different things that happen. There's privilege in life. A lot of people are born into specific privileges. If you were not born privileged, you have to work your way out of that. And I know this is not something you want to hear all the time, but you have to work your way out of that privilege. And starting to develop a financial plan is the way you can do that. Imagine you being the very first person in your family's life to be building generational wealth. You have the absolute power to do that, and you have the opportunity to do that. And that's what this podcast is here to do. It's here to teach as many people as possible how they can do that because there's way too many people who don't know this stuff. And once you learn this stuff, it's not as hard as it actually needs to be. It's not as hard as people make it out to be. So let's break it down simply together. Let's work on this together because you could be the person who changes your family's financial future. And all it takes is that one step, that one person to change generational wealth for generations to come. So don't bash your self-worth. Instead, focus on the things that you can control. Now, what you want to do is after you start to understand what money is, you want to find your motivations. Now, there's a bunch of motivations out there. Maybe you want to buy whatever you want with money. Nothing wrong with that. More power to you if you just want to be able to buy whatever you want. Maybe you want to provide for your family and you want to make sure that their needs are met. You want to pay for your children's college. You want to pay for your retirement so that you can retire early and have the freedom to spend time with your kids, which is a major need for family is to spend time with them. And money can allow you to do that because the more money you have, the less you have to work. So you could provide them with time, with presence, with being there. Presence as being present, not presence as in on Christmas time, handing them presents. But covering their needs, covering their educational leaves. Maybe you want to be able to send your kids to private school instead of public school. There's a bunch of different factors in play for providing for your family, and that's a definition that only you have but maybe that's what you want to do. Or maybe you want to be wealthier than your family so you can help your family out. There's a bunch of different things that you can do with money. Or you want to try new things. Maybe you want to travel different places or experience new things. Or you just want pure freedom. You want freedom with your time, with your energy, with whatever you do every single day. All of these are fantastic reasons to start to build wealth. Or like for me, one of the reasons why I like to build wealth is for convenience. And that this has developed over time, but as you get busier, you want more convenience. You want to be able to spend money on things that are going to give you more time back. And so all of these are a number of reasons. There's tons of them out there. Maybe you have a bunch of other reasons that you want to build wealth or you want money. But figuring out what you want is going to be the biggest thing to help develop that relationship with money so that you can put the plan into place and keep focus on exactly what you want to do with your dollars. The next one is you need to talk about it. Now, this is something that I'm extremely passionate about. There have been, for years and years and years, people saying, you shouldn't talk about money. Let me tell you something. That is absolutely ludicrous. You should be talking about money more and more and more. The reason why most people don't know about this stuff is because everyone thinks it's taboo to talk about money. 
The more you talk about money, the more you can learn how your money works, the more you can learn about investing, the more you can learn about saving and emergency funds and having things put into place so that you can develop wealth. And if somebody says that to you, all they're trying to do is hold you back from building wealth. Money is not taboo. Money should be talked about. There should be people who have financial groups talking through some of these situations. Why? Because this could eliminate stress. It could eliminate anxiety. It could eliminate a lot of poverty in this world if they just had financial education. So people suppressing down talking about money is something that you should not listen to. You should talk more about it. You can't do this alone. You can't do this alone. That's why it's so amazing that podcasts and YouTube and books are starting to rise to the top talking about money so that more people can learn about this stuff. Because guess what? It's not extremely complicated like people want you to think. And that's what we're trying to do is make it as simple as possible so that you can go out and implement it every single day. The next thing you want to do is focus on the things that you can control. We have an entire podcast episode talking about all the things you need to focus on that you can control, but some of those are spending. Making sure you're controlling how much you're spending and spending less than you make so you can invest the difference. Saving, so you can save the difference so you're spending less than you make. You save the difference and then invest some of those dollars as well. And then earning, building up skills and developing skills so that you can earn more money. Now, if you don't have any money, you can't go to college, you can't get certificates or degrees, that's one way to do it. But if you don't have any money to do that, there is so much free information out there to learn how to build up skills that is free online. You can build up social media management. You can build up skills on how to video edit. You can build up skills on how to develop PR. There's so many things that you could do now, and there's so many ways to make money on the internet. It's absolutely incredible. So focusing on these things that you can control so that you can maximize the amount of money that you make, save, earn, and invest is absolutely paramount. The next one, if you have a partner, in your life, you need to schedule at least monthly 20-minute money dates with them, meaning talking through your money situation, talking through what is going on with your money. Are you happy with how much you're saving? Are you happy with how much you're spending? Getting on the same page, making sure that you are all have your financial plan in place. Because if you're on the same page, it's absolutely amazing what you can do. Now, you want to make sure that you are realistic with any adjustments you make as a couple together, because you want to think through some of these things and say, hey, If we're not on the same page on this, let's just meet in the middle and figure out a way to work through this. Now, a lot of couples have issues with how they spend, and we've given this trick before, but the best trick I can give you is each of you has what I call a blow fund, which is a certain amount of money that you allocate to each person every single month. My wife's is double what mine is. You have that blow fund, and they can blow out however much money that is. They can spend those dollars freely without any question. They can do whatever they want with those dollars, and that helps eliminate what the biggest money fight is with couples. It helps eliminate overspending with couples because you know how much you could spend every single month and you can blow that money all day long. And then obviously things like furniture for the house or stuff like that, you're going to be spending together. But figuring out how you can eliminate some of the little arguments you have in a relationship is how you really can find success with money. The next one, ignore the Joneses. So we talked about this a little bit at the top of the show, but you want to ignore what everybody else is doing and you want to do what is right for you and your family and your personal financial situation. Now, That's why we say all the time, personal finance is personal. You're going to hear a lot of people say that, but a lot of you are the same, meaning a lot of people want the same things, but some people want very specific things that are a little bit different. So an example of this, maybe you hate your job and you want to retire in your mid thirties or your forties and somebody else loves their job and they want to retire in your sixties. You both have the same goal to retire, but one of you just wants to retire that much earlier and you don't need as much money as the person who wants to retire maybe when they're 60. So There's little tweaks like that that may be different between people, but most people want the same thing. They want freedom with their time. They want freedom with their energy. They want freedom within their life, and that's what money can provide for you, but don't worry about what everybody else is doing. If your neighbor gets a brand new car, 
Don't think that you have to go out and get a brand new car just to match them. If your friend builds a brand new pool in their backyard, don't think that you need a brand new pool in your backyard too if you can't afford it. Now, if you can afford it and that's what you want, go for it. And this can apply to all these different things, but ignore focusing on the Joneses because it's not healthy for your relationship with money. It's really not. Focus on what you can control. Focus on yourself and what you want out of life. And then lastly, as you start to make these changes, make them small, but make them effective. What do I mean by that? So one starting small effective change, and I've talked about this before, is that if you want to increase the amount that you invest every single month, one way you can do that is cut back your spending drastically. And sure, this is recommended because it's a faster way to actually start investing more dollars, especially if you want to pursue fire or financial independence. That's a much better way to do it. But if you're having a hard time doing that, then increasing the amount that you invest by 1% every month or 1% every other month means that by the end of the year, you're going to be investing 6 or 12% more of your income than you were at the time that you started. So what this does is it helps you gradually increase that over time. Another tweak you can make is automating everything. Automating your finances is one of the fastest ways to get your money to put together. And we have an episode talking about how to automate your finances. I'll link it up in the show notes below. But doing that is going to be something that's going to be a life-changing thing for you. And making these small tweaks that really aren't that hard, they're only going to take you a couple of hours to make these tweaks, and it'll change your financial life forever if you stick to it. So making small but effective changes is the way to do this without having that giant pain point of doing everything all at once. Now listen, I hope you guys learned a ton about how to build a healthy relationship with money. If you guys have any questions, make sure you hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at mastermoneyco. And follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And please, thank you guys so much for leaving those five-star rating and reviews. It absolutely means the world to me. We work so hard on putting this podcast together for you guys and developing this podcast, and this helps share this podcast with so many other people. We can't thank you guys enough for leaving those five-star rating and reviews. It's absolutely amazing, and it means so much. I read every single one of them. Every single one of them I read. So thank you so much for leaving those five-star ratings and reviews. And again, if you want to check us out on YouTube, we're at Master Money on YouTube. And make sure to be on the lookout because Index Fund Pro is coming out fairly soon, which is going to be our Index Fund and ETF course. So get ready for that as well. We've been putting a ton of time into that. It's going to be like 40 modules of video course talking through all these different things within Index Funds and ETFs. We also give you a ton of other benefits as well within that course. So we're working on that. We're wrapping it up, making sure that everything is looking good on Index Fund Pro, and it should be coming out fairly soon. So get ready for that as well. And if you guys, again, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, and we will see you on the next episode.
everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money. But everything in life, from travel to starting a business, is expensive. Which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel, all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend Chris Hutchins, a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.